For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. You, between you, me, the tree, rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 411 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Hey, buddy. How you doing? All right, man. How are you? I'm all right. I don't want my weekend to be over. I'm not looking forward to going back to work tomorrow. You know that old chestnut. Yeah, I do. Man, and you know what? There is nothing to talk about this week. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Um so Well, we'll improvise as always. Yeah, I was about to say uh affect a or effect, expect a fair amount of bullshit in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um before we get into all that, you know what the deal is. You go to myweirdfoot.com, huh? Or blueharvest.rocks for all your blue harvest and now high potion needs. You find a link to all our social media accounts, to the Twitch channel where I stream and Will hangs out a whole lot. Twitch.tv slash Blue Harvest Pod. And of course, our Patreon. I've been putting up a shitload of Rebels rewatch episodes, buddy. I'm in like the 30s in that. I put up like 30 of those episodes, buddy. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've been rewatching. That's them. quite a bit, my man. Yeah, I've been rewatching. Uh, Lots of rebels here lately. I'm almost done. Um, plus, you know, all our other bonus shows, patreon.com slash blue harvest podcast. Thanks, patrons. You guys rule. You're, You're the, the best. best. You're the best. You guys are the Help best. Help us keep the lights on. Right. Um, so, keep buddy. Water running. What you been up to this week? How's your week been? Um, It's been Liam's first they had three easy days back. So we went to meet the teacher and then they have like half days where they get out at like 1130. Uh-huh. Um, which is kind of nice, but it feels like we get up early for him not to be there very long. Mm-hmm. But I understand easing into it. Um, yeah, because they didn't do that when we were kids. They were like, oh, when's the first day of school? A Monday. And it's the whole day. Yeah. yeah it's just right into it. Mm-hmm. Um, last night was tough because I went to bed. And then Liam woke up and needed some water. Uh, so I slept for like 45 minutes. And he woke up, needed some water. I got him in our bed. I slept for about another 30, 45 minutes. Uh, and then Olivia woke up and she needed something. Uh, and then the power went out. Oh, and I of the storm. Sleep, yeah, I sleep with a CPAP machine. Mm-hmm. And so there was no sleeping. Like you could... In, in uh, like you can fall asleep and then wake up gasping for air, but you're not gonna sleep. Like that's not that's not sleep, and uh, the air conditioner is not moving. So you're laying in bed, sweating, oh. until like 3 a.m. So the power came back on at three. So I slept from like three to six. Oh, um, dude. And then we did school uh, stuff. Get school. up. Get then ready. Get up for school. Oh. Yeah. Bro, that sucks. 
Yeah, that was bad. Last night was a bad night. And then today I've been trying to keep my patience about me because I feel like my I feel like my fuse is short. You might be a little grumpy because of lack of sleep, right? And the baby is like decided that she wants to communicate through screaming exclusively. Right? Oh, heck yeah. And she wants to go in the hall where her voice reverberates and just scream and listen to herself scream. And like a little chirpy bird scream. Just sit in the hallway and scream. Ah! 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 You know, much higher pitched and louder. Right. You know, it'll ring. It makes your head ring. Man, so did you, you guys got real bad weather last night? You know, I can't say it was real bad. I heard every, you know, every couple minutes I'd hear a gust of rainstorm push through and it would push on through. Like, and there weren't any limbs down or anything like mm-hmm. i guess you know but it seemed to pass over pretty easily i feel like so all day yesterday cuz i went to mississippi for a couple hours yesterday to see my nephew for his birthday mm-hmm. and like all day i was getting notifications on my gps about like severe thunderstorm ahead proceed with caution and it just never like i got a little rain mm-hmm. on my drive but then I was up way too late last night. I think I was up to like almost 5 a.m. I'm oh fucking, my goodness. Buddy, I can't stop watching Star Wars Rebels and playing uh, Baldur's Gate 3 and Mass Effect 2. I'm going between those two and I can't stop. I won't stop. And Well, you got yourself hooked on two of the best RPGs that are out there, I guess. Well, well I mean, Mass Effect 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. So, when I finally got in bed, like, right as I started falling asleep, a huge storm came through. Like, thunder, lightning, heavy-ass rain. Um, But I fell asleep during it pretty easily. And I don't know if the power went out. If it did, it went out and came back on before I woke up, you know. Mm -hmm. But it was pretty bad weather. Pretty bad storm. Man. Look at that. Listen to us. Fucking old dudes sitting sitting around talking about the weather. What the fuck happened to us, buddy? Power went out for a couple hours. Oh my goodness, I was I was up playing a video game and You say the puttering around the house. That's what I do. I putter around the house, Will. The fuck? Fifty mile an hour winds. Shit. Um, so like I, I mentioned, I went to Mississippi for a couple hours yesterday. Mm-hmm. You told <laughs> me was, about that. Yeah, it was my cousin, or my cousin, my nephew Jackson's birthday. And I can't go to his party on Saturday because I couldn't get off of work. So, you know, with my day being my day off being on his birthday, I figured I'd drive over and see him. And I got and to start psychologically torture him. No, sir. That is not that is not. <laughs> come on, buddy. That's a bit of an overstatement. But he's he's turn he just turned six, right? So he's the perfect age to mess with a little bit, right? And I didn't get to see Amanda or Goose because they were at work, but my mom and dad were there. And it all started because Jackson started telling me a story about Goose spending 24 hours in jail when he was younger Ooh. for for fighting. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, what's what lesson do we learn from that story, buddy? And he goes, no, I shouldn't fight. And and I was like, hey, nice man, good one. And he goes, and if they do want to fight, I give them a knuckle sandwich. Ooh. And I was like, well, mm, we were almost there. And so then I told him I spent six years in prison from going AWOL <laughs> from the military. And mm-hmm. that I got, the reason I'm in a wheelchair is because of a, mishap at a secret martial arts tournament Mm -hmm. Um, and then i also told him (laughs) i told him that when we were little my dad sold an insurance policy to a guy that worked for the department of defense and Mm -hmm. to thank my dad for selling him such a good insurance policy this guy took me my dad and my sister to columbus air force base and showed us a ufo Oh my goodness. And Jackson goes, hold on, wait a minute. If you saw if you saw a UFO, that means aliens are real. And I was like, mm-hmm. I saw one. And like he just sat there for a second looking at me. It's interesting how a six year old can put that together. Uh-huh. Right. Right. I mean, it's you know, it's such a 
he watches all kinds of superhero and sci-fi oh, shit, has you know, tri- Transformers. My permeated dude. the consciousness of the child's, you know, yeah. animation sphere. And, um, I mean, my dude is way into Transformers. He knows the Transformers mm-hmm. are aliens. So mm-hmm. when I went, when I went there on July the 4th, right, um, I was talking to him about the new Transformers movie because he had just gone to see it with his mom and dad. And I go, how was it, buddy? And he goes, Uncle Halls, don't listen to the critics. It was amazing. Mm. And I was like, nice, buddy. That's all I got to hear. Then when I, when I went this time, I was asking my dad if he and Jackson went to see Indiana Jones. And Jackson was like, I haven't seen that one yet. I've seen, and then he named off all the movies he's seen this summer. And I go, oh, you saw Spider-Verse? How was it? And he goes, "Uh, it's the number two film of the year. (laughs) And I was like, fuck That kid's funny. Yeah, man. He is funny. He is funny. He's wild. Um, And I also told him that what ended up happening was somebody snitched that me, my, my dad, and my sister... Uh, got to see the UFO, and one year, instead of going on summer vacation, we had to go on the run from the FBI. Goodness gracious. And I told him that we were all eating a diner, and the FBI pulled up, and my mom ran away to distract them and got cornered at the end of a waterfall by an FBI agent, and she jumped off the waterfall into the river. You know, it's the fucking, what is it, the fugitive? I just basically changed out Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford for my mom was Harrison Ford, some random FBI agent. Jackson's going to grow up and be watching 80 movies and be it's, like, hey, wait a, wait a second. Minute. Yep. My uncle's full of shit. <laughs> yeah, that guy. I remember that guy. A nominee patre spiritu sancti. That's what he's going to be saying. No way. But yeah, man, I, I blew his little kid brain and then. When I was leaving, um, my mom was like, all right, Jackson, you got to get a bath and stuff because your mom wants you to have that done before she gets home tonight, and I'm not going to get in trouble. And I was like, all right, buddy, well, I'm going to head out. And he goes, I have, I have questions. And I was like, you know what you should do? You should ask your mom and dad. They'll, they'll answer any questions. Mind them to ask about, you know, the summer we ran from the FBI when we got to see the UFO, all that. Oh, I also told them that my sister was a, a country she was in a, she was a, a successful country singer when she was in when mm-hmm. she was a kid and that uh later in life her and goose met because goose played the banjo in her band <laughs> that's pretty good yeah yeah man i gave that kid all kinds of cool stories i'm hoping he went to school today and was like hey man i gotta tell y'all something <laughs> guys guys story time ufo my grandmother ran from the FBI. I was about to say, that's probably where the story started. Probably. Probably. <clears throat> so, that's what I did. I went, to, I, I went to Mississippi for a couple of hours, took him a couple of Transformers for his birthday, and then just... Because immediately, he's like, hey, can you transfer this into a, or transform this into a plane? And buddy... Do you remember when your dad would try to help you figure out a toy and he seemed confused and you would be like, Dad, what like, it's a Rub- <laughs> like it's a Rubik's Cube? Yep. I remember that. And then yep. all of a sudden, that is me. And I can't figure out how to turn this damn star scream from a robot guy to an airplane. And then I finally figure it out. And, dude, it's cool, right? But it's like You're sitting there thinking, fuck you, star scream. Yeah. I put your ass together 20 years ago. Fuck you, star scream. Yeah. And I get it changed, and he's like, that's awesome. Now will you change Optimus? Fuck. All right. And then once they get changed into their vehicle forms, you know what that means. He's like, can you turn it back into a robot? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you got it, buddy. Here we go. And the whole he time. Said, I got you. I'm, the whole time I'm like, yeah, and I, I got invited to a secret karate tournament, and this guy named Chung Lee threw sand in my eyes, and then he broke my back, and that's why I'm in a wheelchair. He's like. Oh, my goodness. Did he get arrested? And I was like, no, it was underground. There were no police there. He was. I had to <laughs> sign a waiver. I had to sign. A, oh man, a waiver. 
I did tell him, I said, you know, they turned that whole story, they turned my story into a movie called Bloodsport. You should ask your dad if you can watch it. <laughs> it's going to be a strange request. Yeah, and all day... Dad, I've, what's Bloodsport? All day I've been sitting around waiting for a text from Amanda or Goose to be like, what the fuck did you tell Jackson while you were here? <laughs> but nothing. Maybe he internalized all of it. Oh, and like, shit. Just didn't He's just waiting. He's just waiting. He wants to run it by his buddies. You know, when you hear something real fucked up and you got to talk to your talk it out with your friends, that's what he's about to do. My mm -hmm. uncle and my mom and my grand and my pops saw a, a, a UFO at Columbus Air Force Base. He's going to wait a little bit and he's going to be like, Transformers are real. My yeah. uncle also transformers are real. <laughs> he said, I'm listen, I'm sitting here putting two and two together and aliens are real and the transformers are aliens. Transformers are real. He'd be looking at he'd be side eyeing mm -hmm. all the cars and trucks on the highway waiting for it to transform. <laughs> I see you. I see you. I know you don't think you see me. I see, I see you. <laughs> Man. That's a good time. So, in seeds of later Thanksgiving stories with your nephew. Yeah. Would you know this is the exact kind of shit my dad would do? Yeah. Yeah. My you dad did this kind of shit. My dad. My dad would be. My dad convinced me that my mom's ex-husband was this guy named Jeffrey Rupp, who was like a host of a midday, you know, like the noon news on your local TV. Where they're like, mm -hmm. yeah, he was a host there. And my dad was like, that's your mom's ex-husband. And it was not my mom's ex-husband. I <laughs> thought for sure it was, though, because he kept telling me that. That guy became the mayor of Columbus or some shit later. My my dad had my little brother convinced he was 29 for like four years in a row. That your dad was 29 or that your brother was 29? No, that my dad was 29. Okay. <laughs> Dude, that's a... If your dad convinced your brother that your brother was 29 for four years... <laughs> that, that's a... That that's is a long con. That is... Bro, so watch out, Sawyer. Holy moly. Dang. We'd be like, yeah, my dad's 29. I'd be like, John Luke, he's not. He tells you that, but he's not 29. He is. He really is. I was like, no, no, he's not. <laughs> bro <laughs> i can because i've been around you and your brother having those sorts of conversations i can imagine the younger versions of the two of you debating mm -hmm. on whether or not your dad was 29 my dad would do this thing where i'd be like hey dad can i ha i'm i'm hungry can i have some um or not hungry i'm thirsty can i would you get me a glass of water or something and he would go yeah, wait. Give me wait until there's a commercial break, and we'd be watching a movie on VHS. You know, with mm -hmm. no commercials, right? And I fell for it every time. I would just sit there waiting. Wasn't very bright. Waiting for a commercial. Just wasn't very bright back then. Not very bright right now. I feel like you could do that same thing to me today, and I'd be like, okay, cool. I don't think so. <laughs> on a Disney Plus show. Um. We should probably talk some Star Wars. Did we talk about the HasLab thing, buddy? No. Okay. We have not. Let's talk about that. All so, right. you know, HasLab is that crowdfunding thing. Oh, this is a little Steve Cobra. Steve Cobra's favorite segment. Favorite segment. So HasLab is the Hasbro crowdfunding thing. Like, remember they did the... Jabba Sail Barge, they did the Razor Crest. Those are the only two that were successfully funded. Then they tried to do like a a big old Rancor and Reva Saber from the Obi-Wan show. Okay. And um, those didn't get successfully funded. Well, <laughs> with Ahsoka so coming out. Are they just seeing what sticks? Is well, that their thing? Like so what they're doing is they're trying to do these projects that they probably couldn't conceivably do in today's market as a like on the shelf product. Right. But if they do crowdfunding and get the production of them covered up front, that's a different story. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause the one we're talking about here is going to be the ghost from star Wars rebels and Ahsoka. Right. right. Um, it's not like they have a warehouse of these motherfuckers sitting around. These are not produced yet. Like, so when you back this, right, you can, you have until 
September something to back it. It's $500. It is not cheap. Um, and then it is, when are they saying it's going to be out? Like it's next year sometime. It's not, you're not ordering this and it's showing up to your house anytime soon, you know? Right. Um, it looks amazing. Yeah. That's what I wanted to go. It does look cool. And I've talked to, um, a few people like steel got to see it at comic con and he said, it's pretty awesome. Um, you know, we always, think, well, we, I think the ghost deserves it. Right? I think like so too. Kind of like the millennium Falcon of its, of its series, right? Like, yeah. It is the dependable ship. Yeah. And, the, and they, the ace pilot, they've never done you know, a version, been. anything like this. Like they did Lego versions. They did like maybe, what was the line called? Galactic Heroes or something. They were almost like little Fisher-Price style Star Wars figures with ve vehicles mm -hmm. and stuff. So I have I have a couple of those. I uh, When the Toys R Us here was going out of business and everything was like fire sale, uh -huh. I got I got two of the AT-ATs, and Chris was like, why don't you just get one? I was like, because if he's going to react Empire Strikes Back, you need two at least. Uh, yeah, at least, bro. Um, and it's fire sale. Yeah. You did exactly what I would have done, buddy. Proud of you. Uh, and, you know, we always talk about how, like, well, at least I do, uh, how much I miss the vehicles, right? Because I love mm -hmm. a Star Wars vehicle. Mm -hmm. um, and this thing is big. This is a big boy vehicle, man. Look it is. At, it looks big. Look at this. And it's even got the Phantom 2 shuttle, you know, the little shuttle that slots mm -hmm. in. You can take that in and out. Like, that would be an all-timer toy as a kid. If you had this Star Wars ship that also came with a smaller shuttle that clips into the back, and you got your Rebels crew all manning mm -hmm. all the positions in the gun turret and shit, that's an all-timer toy. It really is. 28 inches wide, 34.5 inches long, and 13 inches high. That's a huge toy. Um, and you know, it's got all the like compartments you can open. <coughs> Look at the detail. I know. I know, man. You don't see that on the interior of and so toys the, what was days. the original? So they they got the original backing. They wanted they needed eight thousand backers. They got that pretty quickly, and obviously it's slowed down. Um, a little since then, but that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then they have stretch goals. So what are the stretch goals again? They're all figures. So you get mm -hmm. this Hera figure with it no matter what. Cool. There's the Phantom 2 shuttle. And that's sick. Mm -hmm. And that's it is. sick. Um, at 11,000 backers, they're going to do the Ezra figure. 14,000. Canaan. Ooh, that's a good Canaan figure. That is a good Canaan figure. Um, 17,000 Zeb. So, um, that's a lot. They're not even. Ezra's helmet. What is that? Is that a Mandalorian helmet? No, that's, um, that's a scout trooper. Helmet. That's a scout trooper helmet. Now that I'm looking at it. Yeah. He gets a scout trooper helmet at one point and, or at some point and Sabine, um, paints it for him. And I, it's funny that you bring that Scout Trooper helmet up because Scout Trooper, in my opinion, best Stormtrooper, right? I think the Scout Trooper is the coolest of the Stormtrooper variants, personally, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. right. Um, and he gets that helmet, and then shortly after he gets that helmet, he starts hanging out with the Mandalorians a lot at the part in Rebels that I just got past. And whenever he's hanging out with the the Mandalorians, you best believe he's got that scout trooper helmet with him. That's kind of funny. I think it. I think it's funny and kind of endearing because I get At it. Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's like, "Hey, man, I'm hanging out with all these cool motherfuckers and their cool helmets. I'm gonna wear a cool helmet too, man." Star Wars is full of helmets, and these guys wear them all the damn time. Yeah. Finally, finally, get some helmet time in. I got a sick ass helmet with a paint job. I got to say this, buddy. Um, I will officially go down because I'm uh, 
I don't know, maybe like eight episodes from the end of Rebels. Um, the last season is a good bit shorter. But uh-huh. uh, the season three finale of Rebels is no joke, top tier, best of the best Star Wars type shit. It's very oh, wow. good. And I have not seen that season finale since I originally watched the show and its original mm-hmm. run. Um, and I just didn't remember at all how good it is. Like, it was so good to a point that I had to pull out my phone and text Sal and be like, hey, man, I just got to talk to somebody about this. But uh, the season three finale of Star Wars Rebels is incredible. It's really good. And, bruh. Do you remember a character named Thin Rao? Um, I not off the top of my head. Okay, well you'll you'll get the reference. Thin Rao is a Mandalorian character, <laughs> mostly in Rebels. I think he is in some Clone Wars, Uh-oh. right? Uh oh, you can't hear me. What happened? All right, well. Slight technical difficulty, no big deal. We got it taken care of. Um, so I'm talking about Finn Rao, right? He's Finn this Mandalor- Rao, Mandalorian. Yeah, he's a Mandalorian character. I think he's in Clone Wars. He's definitely in Rebels a lot. And this dude, when I, I'm so fascinated with him because this dude, when he's walking around without his Mandalorian helmet on, he looks like Mega Man. Oh, really? Or, if you're uh, a man of culture, Megan Man. Megan Man. Look at him. He does look like Mega Man. Look at that. Right? Voiced by the doctor from Grey's Anatomy. Oh, you know that guy, huh? You know him? I do, yeah. Wow, okay. He's he's got a standing gig over there on Grey's Anatomy. Oh, really? Okay. Let me ask you this, Will. Your mm-hmm. your your wife, the Grey's Anatomy fan. Mm-hmm. It's a cultural phenomenon that Grey's Anatomy. You know, he, you know, Steele's in at least one episode of Grey's Anatomy. Is he really? Yeah, you should pull that up and be like, "Hey, you see that guy? I know him." You know what I mean? <laughs> and then I your should. wife will be like, "Oh my goodness, he knows a Grey's Anatomy." He knows a Grey. Look, look at that Megan man. He does look like Megan Man, and the snood that he's wearing helps uh, complete the look. It's even got the blue mohawk and the ear parts. Yeah, and look, like his Mandalorian armor is, because, you know, when when you watch all the Mandalorian stuff, like in Clone Wars and Rebels and now Mandalorian, um, you know, there's a few different armor types that get repeated, mm-hmm. right? There's the kind that kind of looks more like Boba Fett, then there's the sort of, Sabine slash Bo-Katan night owl helmet look, right? Right. And then every now and then there's like a special guy that, like the uh, Paz Vizsla, the big guy, he had sort of a one-of-a-kind helmet. Um, he did. But nobody's got this looking Mandalorian armor that looks like Mega mm-hmm. Man. And if they ever bring this man right here into the Mandalorian and he doesn't look like Megan Man... They're going to be hell to pay. There is. I'm going to be even more mad than when they took Boba Fett out of those two episodes. Was his, was his helmet in the last picture? Oh, you want does, to see his does helmet? He have, does he have just a standard? No, no. His helmet's weird, too. Like, the whole shebang bangs weird. This is what his helmet looks like with that armor. Ooh, interesting. He's a protector of Mandalore. That's his title. It's got the accented ears as well. Mm-hmm. I bet somebody was like... All right, this Mandalorian, Mega Man. This is the Mega Man Mandalorian. Look at him. Got the power crystal on his chest. Bro, he looks like Megan Man, man. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, his armor has this kind of Nubian style to it. Like, it kind of looks like it would fit in on Naboo. Naboo. Yeah, it's because it's got the fancy gold leafing and stuff. His his whole getup is pretty fancy. The glowing glowing Final Fantasy crystal in his chest really just reinforces the whole Mega Man bit. It really does. Nobody else looks like this guy in their Mandalorian armor. Nobody does. 
They put Mega Man. It would Man. be even better if he had like a giant arm blaster. And you know what sucks? That's the figure you can find of him. It's not the Mega Man armor. Oh, yeah. That is not the same one, is it? No, he's got a couple different looks, but his main one in Rebels is Megan Man. It really is. See, this is him earlier in Rebels before he goes all Megan. Then, then that's him. that's him later. Upgrade. That's that's Mini Man. Yeah, there's that. You know what that is? That's Megan Man. That's <laughs> Megan Man X. Megan Man X. And Sabine is zero. Shoo. Mm. What is this? High Zero. potion? Zero be having some long hair. Ooh, you know who hair as long as he is. You know who else is really cool? Yeah, who has really cool armor is Sabine's mom. Have you ever seen Sabine's mom? Mm -mm. Haven't seen the Ren. Man. Ursa Ren Rebels. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty sweet. That's sick, right? They're very mm -hmm. fancy. Clan Ren. Kind of got the very fancy this is her and that's sabine's brother pattern. oh okay man they're slick they uh they like to give the kind of bird eyes to the female mandalorian yeah moments. that's what i was meaning like bo katan even her uh mm -hmm. sabine the armor i believe has that as well mm -hmm. it's i think they call that a night owl that's okay. like a, that's a mandalorian term <laughs> oh man uh, what else? Oh, you know what I saw that was pretty cool, and this is this is a minor little story, but I still thought it was neat. Is I guess Respawn is working on a. Um, they're in the early stages of developing a version of Star Wars Jedi Survivor for PlayStation Four and Xbox One, the previous generation of consoles because you know oh, okay when it initially released it's it's just on current gen ps5 mm -hmm. series x pc what have you <clears throat> so they uh they are working one on one for the other one which i think is cool and uh you know just opens up a larger audience that could potentially enjoy that game so hopefully right. it goes well uh, i don't know how long that something like that would um take to put together but you can't imagine it would take too too long i guess maybe that would be ready sometime next year or something i don't know yeah we can hope all right buddy you want to listen to a song and hear from our friends oh i do let's I do, do that I do. let me get that ready give me just a second all right all right here we go buddy Kia D, Kia D, Kia D, Cockhead, the only Jedi master who can crash box. Kia D, Cockhead, running around slaying bitches with his cockhead. He's a big Syrian stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kia D, Cockhead, to stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Cockhead, what you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be plumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead, Blue Herb, Cockhead, Hansberger, Cockhead, Will Witt, Cockhead, Goose Paint, Cockhead, G Money, Cockhead, King Tom, Cockhead, Joe, Cockhead, Kid D, Cockhead, Cockhead. Shoo! Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> if you want to uh, send in a voicemail or an email, it's super easy. Just send it to blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, buddy. I think I think some of our communicados from our friends might have something to do with your uh, story from last week. Um, oh, oh, no. Man, buddy, there were some pretty good memes I saw. Oh really? Yeah, there was a couple memes with some some Simpsons gifts that were pretty funny. Um, I got I definitely had people reach out and be like, "Man, that story made me so mad." 
<laughs> Bro, I hate hey, people you have like no that. idea. Yeah, that probably shaved a couple hours off my life. Mm-hmm. My uh, my blood was pumping. That's boiling. probably the closest I came to a stroke. Blood boiling, man, mm-hmm. man, you. Oof. You know what's funny is like, I'm gonna tell Jackson that's what really happened. Be like, yeah, you know that guy Will. He got in a fight on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> He had to give he him. He spent a... 24 hours in the jail. Yep, he gave him a knuckle sandwich. All right, let's hear from our buddy King Tom, the king of all Toms. Hey there, Hawes and Will. I've really been enjoying the uh, Rebels rewatch recap. Looking for another word that begins with an R, but I can't think of one. But you know what I mean that you've been doing on the Patreon. Um, I recently rewatched uh, Rebels with my son. We had a great time, and um you know earlier this week i was listening and i I had a question which you answered so wonderfully on on the patreon about maul and that got me thinking to maul's appearance in the last arc of the clone war when he has that great duel with ahsoka and during that you know that happens right like very shortly before what is it order 66 and during the duel he's kind of telling her that he needs help and she appears to be willing to listen and willing to help him but then when he mentions Anakin and how Anakin is Sidious you know is what Sidious is going after Ahsoka kind of snaps and does not take that well and I don't know if at this point it was too late and too close to when Anakin turned but that that did get me thinking like what if what if a either he said it differently or b she reacted differently and they realized, hey, the Jedi are being played, which is some information yeah, he could have shared earlier on. Um, but what if he said more diplomatically, the Jedi are being played, Sidious wants to use the Chosen One to overthrow the Jedi, and she heard that, you know, in an even manner, without thinking about Anakin, and they went, if they were to go and either tell the Jedi Council or to try and stop Anakin... Do you think that would have made any difference? Are there oh. any cool what ifs there? Like, what if Maul and Ahsoka teamed up to teamed up with Anakin to stop Sidious? Um, I don't know. You know. Oh man, I love Anakin a what had, if. Uh, Mace Wind, or I'm sorry, Palpatine had Mace Windu on the, the the ropes, and then Anakin, Maul, and Ahsoka walk in and, and take him on and reform the Jedi into a better Jedi. I don't know. I'm just you know a lot of cockadoody speculating right here on my very own anyway thanks for listening uh keep up the great podcast and i'll talk to you guys later Ooh, well i love a good what if dude you and me both so the what if that king tom positions for us is during the siege of mandalore what if maul was able to convince ahsoka of what was going on and then they rushed to coruscant to basically try and pre- prevent the um the fall yeah the events of revenge of the sith that's fascinating dude that's fascinating yeah it is you got to think that uh, so you do got to kind of wonder because in revenge of the sith right Mm-hmm. Palpatine separates Obi-Wan and Anakin pretty early, right? He gets yeah. Obi-Wan sent after Grievous. So he's alone there to sort of um, influence Anakin here towards the end of the Clone Wars, right? So what right. would would having another positive influence like Ahsoka present, would that have changed anything? I think it could have. I don't think so. You don't think so? Okay. I It would have required that, first of all, Ahsoka trust Maul for them yeah. to go there and stop it together. Yeah, that's the biggest what-if part of the what-if. <laughs> what if Ahsoka right. trusted Maul? I don't see that happening. Number two, I know that Maul can see kind of what Palpatine's doing. I don't know that he knows enough to know that, like... He's trying to make Anakin the new apprentice, right? Does oh, he I, say that? I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and she just thinks he's strong enough to withstand that, like that Anakin would not fall for that. Right. Um, 
But they could. Like, and if we're, we're talking what ifs, like if that did happen, I'm sure they could show up and throw a wrench in Palpatine's plan. I don't know that it would be enough to yeah. sway Anakin towards. I mean, his decision is fear-based, right? He's right. he's scared of losing Padme. I don't know that anything that Maul or or Ahsoka could do would prevent him from that fear of losing Padme and fully crossing to the dark side in order to secure her survival is what he thinks he's doing, I guess. So, like, <clears throat> I do think that Ahsoka being there, you know, could have had swayed some influence. Like, she could have had some influence in the whole proceedings, but I don't know. Mm -hmm you know, ultimately that it would have changed anything. And then you throw Maul in there and it's a bit of a different ball game. That is a wild card. Because then completely. it's just like, okay, he's like, yo, Ahsoka, what's up? Hey, things are crazy around here and I need somebody to talk to besides this fucking weird old guy in his office. What have you been doing? How's Manda? Oh, whoa. And then her weird friend Maul shows up and he's like, what's going on? She's like, listen, Sky Guy, we got to talk. What is it, Snips? Yeah. Um, it, it, so if you have Maul in there for this, you're waiting for the double cross. Yeah. You know it's coming. Yeah, you, you know, know it where is. it's coming. Yeah, Maul is incapable of not being a shit turd. Right. That is something right. I'm fully fucking invested in now is that Maul is just a shithead, man. Maul is just and a shithead. To me, Maul stopped being intimidating once he got cut in half. He was kind of a pathetic character after that. Oof. Well, there are definitely parts of Rebels that I agree with that. And parts of Clone Wars, he's pretty bad. I mean, he's insane and crazy. Um, but I don't know. He's To me, he's most menacing and scary in The Phantom Menace. Well, yeah. He's very quiet. He sure do be talking a lot in Clone Wars and... Maybe monologuing. Oh yeah, but I'll be honest. There are there are a lot of parts where he is pretty badass in Clone Wars and in Rebels. But in Rebels, like when he they first reintroduce him, he's like playing like he's kind of a crazy old man that's bit lost on Malachor and shit. Right. Um, and then of course, you know, Rebels is also the end of Maul. It's when you see Obi Wan kill Maul, and it's one of those things. I don't know that there was ever a more contested piece of Star Wars animation than the duel between Obi-Wan and Maul. Because um, everybody Rebels. just kind of wanted to see it live action? You no, think? no, it was because of how short it was. Ah. Like, here, I'll it, uh, I remember it being like samurai. Yeah, hold like, on. They squared off, and it was like one hit, one or two hits, you know, where the... The samurai like yeah. cross each other, and you wait to see which one falls. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Let's watch this. This is a good scene. Look I like this scene. Become of you, a rat in the desert. Look what I have risen above. I have come to kill you, but perhaps it's worse to leave you here, festering in your squalor. If you define yourself by your power to take life, the desire to dominate, to possess, then you have nothing. And what do you have? Why you come to this place? Not simply to hide. Purpose here. Perhaps you are protecting something. No, protecting someone.
tell me, is it the chosen one? He is. He will avenge us. That's a pretty good Star Wars scene, right? Am I am I crazy or is that? It pretty is a good? good Star Wars scene. Also, I mean, I can I get why maybe it's contested, but that is old man Obi Wan Kenobi, who was not Yoda flipping around in the Death Star with his lightsaber. I mean, it makes sense that it was short, sweet, and like I like it because it's samurai as fuck and that is such an influence on star wars you know it was super efficient he cut that lightsaber in half you know pretty sure he cut it in half last time didn't he oh yeah oh yeah um all right let's uh let's hear from our buddy jacob what is going on haas and will jacobo wizardo is here and dudes you might have to strap in for this one Uh oh. be like little alice get ready to follow the white rabbit down Uh-oh. the rabbit hole Uh-oh. i'm gonna go into the weeds a bit and i'm gonna discuss the esoteric and mythology perhaps behind the mortis arc and how it's going to lead into the Ahsoka show. All right. Wake up, Neo. The Mortis arc, I believe, is the internal struggle of Anakin Skywalker externalized into physical reality. In it, you have the classic archetypes or, um, you know whatever you want to call it, of the father, son, and daughter, or, you know, if you're Christian, father, son, Holy Spirit, you know, uh, if you're Taoist, the yin and yang, and so on and so on throughout all of the different religious uh, traditions. And so you have Anakin being the solar force, the son, and you have Ahsoka being the lunar force, the daughter. And, you know, Anakin basically has the son take over, murder the daughter, you know, you know, kills the the father. So basically that is the internal struggle of Anakin. You know, he succumbs too much to that side of himself and it has, you know, that effect on the entirety of the universe most likely because he's the chosen one and that is what happened. And, uh, you know, the interesting thing is they definitely have pointed out in the Mandalorian, you know, when she first appears, she's by moonlight, you know, you have that really dope scene of, you know, the tree going around the moon. She's followed by the convery, the owl, you know, which is like a messenger from the beyond messenger from the force however you want to go about it. And uh, in the Twilight of the Apprentice episode, episodes, I should say, of Star Wars Rebels, when uh, Ahsoka finally meets Darth Vader, Anakin, again, it's almost like an eclipse between the solar and lunar forces. You have the literal shadow of the sun Anakin Darth Vader fall upon the moon Ahsoka and then like a lot of esoteric and mythological um, traditions you know the sun and moon whatever deity it may be you know just like Osiris going into the underworld he's you know solar deity and so on and so on through all the different traditions they go you know into the underworld and then to be resurrected again so you have you know ahsoka being plucked out of the world between worlds you have you know anakin eventually being resurrected or redeemed by return of the jedi so then leading into the ahsoka show you have now twin sons you have sabine 
and Ezra, I believe. And, you know, a lot of those hints were dropped in Star Wars Rebels. I know, Haas, you've been re-watching it. You know, the Twin Sons obviously refers to Tatooine and Obi-Wan and Luke Skywalker being there and Darth Maul, you know, eventually going there to confront him. But what if old Dave Filoni has been planting some seeds? And what if the Twin Sons could perhaps relate to Sabine and Ezra in their relation to Ahsoka. And what, you know, makes me believe this is because the names of the two dark side users in Ahsoka, their last names are Skull and Hati. And if you, you know, read or follow Norse mythology at all, Skull and Hati are the wolves that chase the sun and the moon. And eventually in Ragnarok, the sun and moon are devoured by the wolves and, you know, Midgard or Earth is plunged into darkness to then, you know, be reborn again as a new world with new gods, so on and so on. So perhaps, you know, the Skull and Hadi of Ahsoka, those two dark side users, Balin and uh, forget the girl's name. You know, they were dispatched by Thrawn, or maybe Thrawn has direct communication with the Emperor, you know, that dark council we saw in Mandalorian Season 3. And they are literally trying to devour the sun and the moon to plunge the uh, entire galaxy into pure chaos. Um, Because, you know, the sun and the moon, you know, there are dual halves, essentially, Um, you know, as above, so below, so within, so without, you know, the whole idea is the internal struggle is externalized into a larger reality. So, uh, you know, talk about some crazy stuff. We'll check you guys later. I'll see what you guys think about it all. And may that sweet force be with you. Well, did you get that? Well, I did. I did. That is uh, that is an incredible uh, amount of mythological insight that I was not aware of. Some of it. My man um, just took us to class, and then yeah, like we just went to uh, talking, Star Wars philosophy one hundred and one. He's talking all these terms and shit, and it's just going. And I'm sitting here listening. I'm like, oh my god. Skull I got about halfway Hattie. through and I was like, should have took notes. Skull and Hati? And then he's like, yep, talk about some crazy stuff. See you later. Bruh! Oh, blowing my mind up. I'm watching Star Wars wrong. That's what I figured out here. That Skull and Hati connection is fascinating, right? It is. Jacob, do you ever listen to Tool? Because uh, if you don't, you should look into it. You should really look into it if you don't, buddy, because uh, we need some folks like you over on the tool side to explain some shit to us from time to time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. Dang. <laughs> um, I love it. I love it, too. I love it, too. I, and that Mortis arc is absolutely chock full of innuendo and representation and you know personification metaphor somebody went ham in the mortis arc yeah the mortis arc is it's one of those things that like i remember when watching it when it first came like when it first started and at first watching it and being like um this kind of feels like Star Wars meets Lost because, you know, they're like flying. They end up on a weird space island and shit. Mm-hmm. And then like being like, oh, this is like something that's going to be like a big deal in Star Wars, isn't it? And it sure sure has become. It sure as shit was. It sure as shit was. Man. The old Mortis arc. I I can't wait to see. Uh, you know what I'm looking forward to is here in a couple of months when people are like, when there's the fucking internet articles that are like, the explanation behind the behind the scenes for the names of the two new force wielders in Ahsoka, and it's talking about how Skull and Hati are Norse 
the wolves that are chasing the sun and moon. No one would if they heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Knowing that Jacobo we that we were ahead of the curve because of Jacobo. Jacobo Wizardo. Our dude. Our wish buddy. my last name was Wizardo. I wish my last name was you know what? I'm alright with my last name. Wizardo. <laughs> Like, I got enough going against me, buddy. I also don't need to have to be like, hey, by the way, also my last name is Wizardo. And people will be like, get the fuck out of town. You know? Abracadabra, bitch. Abracadabra. Just a little normal. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Next up, my mom sent an email and said, hi, Halls and Will. I sure hope both of you are doing good yeah. and staying out of trouble. I need oh, to know no. if the famous garden. Once again. Huh? I have lost connection. Oh, Will's just talking to himself. You know what's funny about you having that technical difficulty that time, buddy, is for a second I could hear you and you were going, oh, no, we have lost connection. I could hear you that whole time. I was wondering. My mom wanted to know if the uh, the gar- the famous garden was in Starkville or Birmingham. It was in Starkville. And I don't know what's up with that garden or that house anymore. Who knows? Mom's digging in some real old references. Did you see that, Will? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, buddy, we got an email from our buddy Todd. He says, it, it says, in response, the assholes at the beach. Will, Oh no. that story got me so fired up on your behalf. LOL. <laughs> I can't stand assholes like that. I call it aggressive obstinance. These people who get all fired up and angry about asking to do anything for another human being they don't know, even if it's a completely reasonable request. Oh, and don't try to bring logic into it. They don't want to hear it. And then he did like the eye roll emerge, uh, emoji. Right. Anyway, glad that things didn't escalate beyond shouting. These days, you never know who's going to fly off the handle and do, and do something truly violent or stupid. Thanks again to both of you for doing this podcast. I always enjoy listening to your banter and secretly think I just wish I knew in IRL guys like yourself that I could just chat on a weekly basis about life and Star Wars. Cheers, Todd. Aggressive obstinance is... That's one of the best ways I've heard heard it it described. Yeah, aggressive obstinance. You, that's what you should have said, Will. You should have brought confusion. You should have cast level two confusion on their ass and go, you obstinate motherfuckers. I should have cast the spell loquacious where I only use big words and they're like, what the fuck? They're like, what the fuck? I like, that's the response. What the fuck? All right, we got one more email. This is from Trey. It's some cock of duty speculating, baby. Uh Uh-oh. He says, hey, Halls and Will, it's your pal Trey, a.k.a. Ghoul Beans. Oh, hell yeah, Ghoul Beans. What's up, Ghoul Beans? When I was listening to the last Blue Harvest episode, you guys talked about Merrick. Is it possible that the description they're giving him could be misleading and he's actually Ezra? I know it's a huge stretch, but Rebels teases a possible shift from light to dark for Ezra a bunch, but it never really came to fruition, if I'm remembering correctly. Could it be leading to this? We know Morgan, Elsbeth, and Thrawn have some sort of connection. Could Thrawn's time with could Ezra's time with Thrawn maybe push him over the edge to becoming a dark side wielding mercenary for Morgan? Even if Ezra isn't Mar- Merrick, do you guys think there could po- there could be a possibility of Ezra being on the darker side of things when we see him? Still loving the pods and the streams. May the force be with you, Trey. <coughs> I. I don't know that Ezra is going to be that character, right? That Inquisitor character. Mm -hmm. But I do think there's an Ezra twist or surprise in store for Ahsoka. I don't know what it is. I don't know that it'll necessarily be him being on the dark side, but I think there is some sort of surprise that's going to be related to Ezra. Some Ezra surprise. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm, uh, I, I think it's unlikely that we meet Ezra for the first time in live action, and he's the exact same guy he was when at the end of Rebels, right? It's been a few years. You got to imagine he's seen some shit. He's changed. I, Not like he used to be. Now, I also don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for them to find him, and he is leaning 
further towards the dark side, you know, depending on what what he's been up to and what he's been through, right, since the last time we saw him. That would mm-hmm. just kind of bum me out a little bit. If they make him a full-on bad guy, I think that would bum me out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's not his arc. I mean, I mean, unless you got big plans for redemption and movies, mm-hmm. like don't don't throw him to the dark side. Yeah, it's just interesting to me that the part of the reason I feel like there might be some kind of Ezra weird thing or surprise is we know he's in the show. We know who's playing him. And they only show him once in all the trailers. And it's in that hologram. And it is in it, the hologram. And in the hologram, he looks like Ezra from the end of Rebels, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I think we might be in store worth for some kind of surprise with Ezra. And it's, you know, obviously, I think regardless, they probably want to keep most of that stuff off of trailers and stuff. But I also don't know if he's going to be in it a ton, right? They might set up Ezra and we see a little bit of him, but he might not really come in. I thought he would be a season two payoff. Mm-hmm. I thought that clip of him in the, the hollow message may be the only time you see him in season one. I guess it could be. I guess it could be. I don't know that it'll be the only time. I could see them finding slash reckon rescuing or whatever him towards the end of the season but the Ezra payoff isn't until season two I think that is a possibility for sure but I don't know I guess we'll find out it's not that long it's not that far away I feel like if Ahsoka's got Thrawn going on she's gonna have to tackle that before she can take a quest to find Ezra well they they go hand in hand because they disappeared together right you know what I, mean? I don't know I guess just her asking his whereabouts in this side of the galaxy made me think he came back but Ezra didn't oh I don't think he's back I don't think he's okay. back in the galaxy proper yet I think that's going to okay. be part of the story of Ahsoka the show is going to be where he's at current timeline and what he's been up to and I think he's probably been off preparing or doing something, but I don't think he's in the like, I think he's in like the unknown regions or whatever the fuck, you know? I don't think he's in mm-hmm. the regular galaxy. I think he, obviously he's got some way to communicate or issue commands or something because the the lady from that Ahsoka episode of Mando season two knows where he is apparently, right? And she's right. in she's in this show. She's in the Ahsoka mm-hmm. show as well. So I that is that is one of the most fascinating things about that show coming up is because I, I know they probably won't nail it down specifically, but how long has it been since Thrawn and Ezra have disappeared and what the fuck have they been up to that long? Right? So I'm ready to figure that all out. <coughs> all right, buddy. I think that's going to be it for us this week. Thanks for recording with me. I'm losing you a little bit. You're cutting out. Oh, boy. This one has been so smooth sailing, hasn't it, buddy? Pause. Buddy? Man, we were almost there. We were so close. I even did the... Right to the end. Thanks for recording with me, buddy. Oh. So, uh, listen, leave us a review, please. Please and thank you. That would be cool. Uh, check out a High Potion with me and our buddy Steve talking about video games every Monday we put out new episodes uh, speaking of Steve if you like our theme song check out the band they provided the music they're Stoned Cobra find them on iTunes, Spotify and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com and uh, we're out of here no more technical difficulties watch a cutout right now we'll see you next week this has been Blue Harvest I'm Halls Burkhardt None will win. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. Fuck you, Scott. May the force be with us.